Well, music was my, uh, music was my first love. Well, I mean, doing music actually my whole life. My life where I've written a few songs that I actually like. And I wanted to spend that time with music in my life. Other talent and passion is music. Welcome to Don't Quit Your Day Job, a podcast about the musical endeavors of people in front of cameras. I'm talking actors, dude. You are here with Alistair Bates, and as always, I am joined by Joshua Gibbs and Lawrence Rosier Staines. Lawrence, how are you going? I'm good. And Josh, good I'm to see you. I, I'm I'm just um I, I would like to raise the fact that you usually ask Lawrence how he's going first. Is it a Lennon McCartney kind of thing here? No, I just thought we would go alphabetically. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know why we're here. We're here as we are every week to talk about the musical endeavors of people who are in front of cameras. As I mentioned before, actors. 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 Actors and comedians. This might be a good hint. Can you guys guess who this is? This is from a performance at the CIA Office Memorial Foundation charity dinner. Wait, wait, wait. So the CIA. The uh, Central Intelligence Agency, okay. yes. And, and, and what are they celebrating? Uh, Mem- Officers Memorial Foundation Charity Dinner. So apparently the CIA need donors for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and an interesting side note, this features Jeff Skunk Baxter, who you would know as Steely <laughs> Dan oh. guitarist. <laughs> and, uh, I know him as a guy from those Music Max documentaries. Yes. He was always wheeled out for like history of rock and roll. Uh, and I was like, who yeah. is this insane looking man? Well, just yeah. to sidetrack very quickly again on Skunk Baxter, he was like a backyard scientist and his he invented some of the aerodynamics not aerodynamic, the aerospace technology that is now used in a lot of drones and is a consultant for <laughs> drone building and drone di- yeah, aerodynamics. It's, a- it's So his CV, what would it list for? Steely Dan or drones? Uh, Steely Dan, <laughs> can't, buy, can't buy a thrill. Uh, yeah, and then drone warfare. 20 years of inactivity and then drone. Yeah, pretty much. I, I haven't thought about that man in about 20 years and now I'm just very puzzled and curious. Oh, it's crazy. He He's a consultant for the Department of Defense. But anyway, I digress. Here is their performance on July 18th, 2010. Okay, so once again... Someone's singing the blues. Mm. Yeah. I think now's a good time to mention that uh, most guys I'm going to be bringing to the table are <laughs> white dudes doing the blues. <laughs> hey, look, there's, there's a lot of material to mine. You said this was a CIA dinner. Is this John Krasinski? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, you may know him as a wild and crazy guy. Oh. Oh. This is... Dan Aykroyd? This is Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Oh, dear. Hollywood's Dan Aykroyd. Yes. (laughs) So so in 2010, he was still doing his uh, his Blues Brothers bit. He was still doing uh, his Blues Brothers bit. As of maybe 2015, he is still doing his Blues Brothers bit. Friend of the show, Matt Saliba, went and saw him at a promotional concert for Crystal Skull Vodka. Oh! <laughs> he, he started Crystal Skull That's Vodka. That's it, yes. Yeah. So, I guess Dan Aykroyd's career has in some part featured music. Obviously, there are the Blues Brothers sketches. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters, the franchise he wrote and started, 
um, you know, it's got a iconic theme song that he contributed to the writing of. Dan Aykroyd yeah. himself did give backing vocals and had something to do with the organization of We Are the World. <laughs> um, which is fucking insane. And Liberian Girl, the Michael Jackson film clip, Dan Aykroyd's a cameo. Like the Liberian Girl film clip is just everyone's on set waiting for Michael. You got Dan Aykroyd, you got Steven Spielberg, you got a whole bunch of dudes. Like it's literally every name in the world. Like Hall yeah. of Notes are standing there talking to um I don't know, Harry Dean Stanton yeah. or something. Like everyone is in this film clip. And anyway, uh, we digress. Dan Aykroyd, as I said, um, Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This man lives and breathes the blues. He does. Um, not to use the Kelsey Grammer rating system, so, <laughs> but I feel there's something much more offensive about Dan Aykroyd continuously doing his blues act for 40 years than Fred Armisen doing blackface that one time as Barack Obama. <laughs> if we're talking about Saturday Night Live offensive stuff, like... <laughs> if we're talking about Saturday Night we can go down there, Adrian Brody doing... Yeah, doing Jamaican uh, Rasta voice. Jamaican patois. Um, would you guys like to hear Dan Aykroyd talk about the blues? Uh. <laughs> I'm not really giving you an option. <laughs> Blues is a specific American art form. Blues was not born in Russia on the steppes. That's I'm true. Sorry. Hear that, comrade? Born in the, the parapets of an English castle. Okay. I need to mention he's wearing a like a biker's jacket as well. <laughs> That's why I'm voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> Chinese junk. All right. Blues is a whoa. Chinese junk. Oh, oh. <laughs> Blues comes from the. African-American experience from the roots and the soul of suffering and exploitation brought over in the slave ships. The chants in the slave ships evolve into the field haulers which free the soul and free the spirit of the labor that was imposed upon this noble and righteously royal people that were disrupted and taken and brought well, here. He's, to he's right, yes. <laughs> from the field haulers into the homes where a cigar box banjo might be broken out. A Chinese tin harmonic. Chinese tin. He's really stuck on the China connection. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the white boy. <laughs> yeah, a gut bucket bass. There the music is instrumentalized. And then church follows with gospel and blues kind of mixing as the organ. How many views do you reckon this has had on YouTube? The form of a wow. uh, it's either the like 45 or 3 million. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to say no uh, 12,000, 9,000. <laughs> getting revenge. Look, I've, I've really tuned out of whatever it is that he's saying. Oh, God, yeah, i got to stuff as well. Let's dribble. Can we, I mean, one of our last episodes, we covered Hugh Laurie and how kind of just broadly offensive the entire project from him is. Yeah. Uh, especially because he seemed to jump into it, you know, in, what, 2012 or something like that. For what it's worth, Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Belushi, when they, when they leapt into the Blues Brothers, they did really, really immerse themselves in the culture. They yeah. learned a lot about it. They, I, I, I agree completely. There's something like a little more authentic about Dan Aykroyd doing this. For mm. a start, at least he's actually American. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, no, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. <laughs> well, okay, I take back he's, he's on the continent, okay? <laughs> he's on the continent. Um, just thinking of the, the movie, the Blues Brothers specifically, like you had these two kind of, you know, young comedian stars. Of course, you got a bankroll movie that about that. Um, and then they're like, we want more money because we wanted to contain all of these extraordinary rhythm and blues artists mm. who otherwise 
were kind of like fading from view a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. I, James Brown in the eighties was in between fucking crack a crack rock yeah. in prison. Half yeah, the time. absolutely. He hadn't discovered New Jack Swing yet. Yeah, like uh... yeah. Aretha Franklin had been gone for about six years, and mm. so yeah, I mean. Obviously, they then went back uh, to those same executives and said they needed $100 million more for car crashes. Sure, but, sure. <laughs> but there's something really good about that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Where, like, As you did touch on in the Hugh Laurie episode, they are using their position to showcase, not in a bad way, mm. uh, but like in the same way that I guess the Stones did where they were not just so much paying homage but giving a platform yeah. rather than... Totally. Yeah. No, I, I I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. The 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 extent to which I feel not great about this is just like the same sadness when you have someone you really like who keeps doing endless bad sequels. It's like, man, get off the circuit. Like, yeah. why is he still doing it? That's the, that's my question. <laughs> it's passion. He loves it's the blues. Passion. And, I'm gonna break my thumbs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, people can like what they like, and then I don't know. Obviously, Ackroyd's love of the blues is very deep. Uh, John Belushi, as you mentioned, was also a big blues fan. But um, in this song... Jim Belushi, not so much. Well, here we go. Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi from their album Have Love, Will Travel, in parentheses, Big Man, Big Music. Oh, because Dan Aykroyd gained all that weight in the mid-90s. He gained so much weight. Yeah, he melted. Yeah. And cut. (laughs) (laughs) Can you edit this out in the mix? (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Have love. We'll travel. Oh, now we're really cooking. <laughs> it's like being out of the bayou. <laughs> Take it away, Jim. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm. <laughs> Do you guys think Dan Aykroyd was ever cool? Yes. Yes, I've seen photos of him in the in the first few years of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and much like uh, the like the early Chevy Chase photos and the early uh, Steve Martin photos, um, they were all just incredibly hot and young. I and think excited. Steve Martin kept it pretty together with the hot. Oh, he kept quite it. T- like. He kept it tight. Yeah, like I'm I'm not gonna you know turn away Steve Martin in, in a, on a cold damp night in <laughs> Luxembourg. But <laughs> great great banjo player by the way. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> there does. Feel like there's a you know maybe I only want to say maybe maybe like five percent more realness to this project than Hugh Laurie's. I just yeah I can't think of like I can't think of Dan Aykroyd even at his like nadir in the I guess the late nineties and cameos and so on. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, bad. Seems seemed like a bad time for him, but there's something. It's int- a bad time for everyone. No, well, <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Um, Kosovo and yeah, well, that's... <laughs> but but like it's in his DNA. There's something in like his origin story that involves music. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, in many ways, we can thank him for giving us fantastic films such as The Ladies Man, uh, Coneheads, <laughs> Coneheads. Yeah, oh Wayne's World. Yeah, thank you, uh, Ladies Man. Yeah, ladies I love man, The Ladies yeah. Man. It's not a bad film. Yeah. The French Connection. A lot of people don't know that ah, one. SNL. Sure. <laughs> Famous humorist Gene Hackman. Uh, here is a live video of Dan Aykroyd with two of his other brothers, uh, Rick James. How many fake brothers does he have? And James Brown. Rick James Brown. This was at the Billboard Music Awards, 1996. Oh shit. 
Dan Aykroyd's out on the stage, baby. Here he is. James Brad's vibing on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Oh, boy. I mean, th- yeah. <laughs> it was great for their careers. James yeah. Ar- Aretha Franklin had been struggling. I think she released album after album. And because the, you know, the the 60s were over, the golden times were over, people yeah. were in the middle of the 80s. People, fucking punks were putting needles through their nose. <laughs> you sound and- like the old man at the end of No Country for Old Men. <laughs> These kids are putting bones in their noses. I don't understand. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> I guess in his later years, aside from making fantastic and authentic blues music, uh, Aykroyd has kind of gone on a full, I did a lot of cocaine in the 80s brain tilt and has <laughs> thrown himself deeply into the esoteric and supernatural. Uh, he claims... What? To- oh, you, you did you not did, know, you this? know this? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I'm going to play the Crystal Skull vodka ad. <laughs> Since childhood, I have been fascinated with the invisible world. A world which can help us get through life if we know how to draw upon its power. It was after Ghostbusters he came out and was like, yes, my father and I, um, like the Aykroyds, are big ghost people. Like, yeah, well, that's how we got in spot. Yeah. I need to make it very clear. This is an ad that he's doing for his crystal skull vodka. This is not a uh, bizarre face-to-camera rant. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I was picturing. People or places. Also healing, miracles, the presences of spirits and beings once living now gone into another life. Well, I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> is there a way to... If Dan Aykroyd's saying yeah. it's true. <laughs> is there a way to buy in? Uh, <laughs> What's the name of his Ghostbusters character again? Uh, 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 Ray. Uh, Ray. Ray Stans. Ray Stans. Ray. Okay. <laughs> it's Ray. It's, 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 no, Ray, Ray is right. Is that I can't remember. I only Ray remember. Stans. Stinkman? Stinkman. 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 Egon. Egon. Stans. Egon Spangler. Spangler. I'm going to Google this. <laughs> this ad sounds like something that either Elwood Blues or Ray oh from Ghostbusters God. would be doing years later when they're completely washed up. Hang on. Let me play this Stan Aykroyd coffee ad. A lot of people in America don't understand that coffee came from the aliens. <laughs> I'm here to sell Dan Aykroyd's branded coffee. As long as you accept that it came here from paranormal and otherwise metanormal activities. Hi, I'm Dan Aykroyd. Nearly 40 years after John and I stepped on stage to front the Blues Brothers Rhythm and Blues Review. He sounds very old. Well, Blues Brothers 2000 might be the first. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just replace him with John Goodman. Nobody will oh, notice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every enterprise to which the Blues Brothers have been attached is defined by the high quality of its components. From the records to the films and House of Blues, the Blues Brothers brand means quality and fun. That's true. Children around the world love one <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, and yeah. one thing only. The Blues Brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, guys, we got to get to the, the crux, the... the, the the pants lining of this program. Do do we think that Dan Aykroyd, do we think that he should stay in his current line of work, whatever that may be, exposing supernatural beings, uh, extraterrestrials? And, and, and all the while selling vodka. I mean, yeah. really a true encapsulation of the American dream. Well, yeah. I mean, do you guys think 
Dan should stay in his current line of work exposing extraterrestrials, uh, supernatural <laughs> beings, as well as multidimensional possibilities? Or do you think he should continue his life as a fantastic blues musician and purveyor of Blues Brothers <laughs> Coffee? <laughs> Is this an either-or scenario? Yeah, it's kind of a Sophie's Choice deal. <laughs> I want to know how deep the rabbit hole goes in terms of uh, what the Blues Brothers could be supporting next. <laughs> mm. What do you think would be the the next Blues Brothers supported? Pro- Maybe a hot sauce or a barbecue mm. sauce after coffee? Yeah, one of those like ass-burning... Yeah, American sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Israel has copped a lot of flack. <laughs> I, think, I think he can do whatever he wants as long as it's somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, much yeah. like you said. <laughs> like, Just do it like, as far away like, from me as possible. Yeah, I, I picture him doing everything that he does and me sort of slowly leaving the room and shutting the door. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, Aykroyd's got cred, you know. Does he? I mean, actually, like, no, he really <laughs> doesn't, does he? He's, he's off his fucking rocker. He seems to have really blurred the lines between his own movies and his waking reality. Yeah, um, I, I really think... Uh, habitual usage of cocaine throughout the 80s yeah. has probably done quite a number of was, was, was he in Mars Attacks? Am I imagining that? He, I, he wasn't. He wasn't. No. Okay. In that case, he would have seen that movie and think, oh my God. <laughs> Where did they get the intel files? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I remember he had a uh, he had a cameo in the movie Casper, which was my favorite as that a child. I love yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, he, he, he came out of the haunted mansion and said, who are you going to call someone else? Um, <laughs> Look, man, I'm going to just say it. Dan, please stay on your path of exposing the deep state and the extraterrestrial lizard people that are controlling them. Um, To play us out is Dan and the band, and that band is the Bread and Butter Band. This is at what looks like someone's bar mitzvah. Oh, it's at the Hard Rock Hotel, Lake Tahoe. And it must be noted, he is in character as Elwood Blues here. Uh, take it away, Dan. Don't Quit Your Day Job was hosted this week by Alistair Bates, joined by myself, Josh Gibbs, and Lawrence Roger Staines. 